Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. Normally we'd tell you we're in our world headquarters located in Chattanooga, Tennessee in the U.S. of A, but we are not. We are in the central states of the United States in Kansas City, Missouri for ASI. We're in the Great Exhibition Hall where all the booths are located and we have ministry upon ministry, hundreds of ministries, chatting with one another, encouraging each other, talking about how the Lord is working and moving and what he is doing around the globe. ASI is the lay leadership, the lay ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. But the work of ASI is in partnership with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the leaders, the institutions, the organizations. We work hand in hand. And so today we're going to be talking with one of our church leaders who uh, is from one of the departments at the General Conference. We'll talk about that in just a moment. First, my name is Christopher Beeson. Our Director of Production and Engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Mission Sunlight is a nonprofit Christian media production. So if you'd like to know more, you can visit missionsunlight.org. And if you want to give, you can click donate there. Thank you in advance for whatever you're led to give, whether it's prayers, money, any combination of these. We are truly grateful for you. We appreciate whatever you'd like to do for this work. Now, one more thing before we get into today's program. We need to grow this program. We need to grow this podcast to touch more lives for Jesus, to share the story of Jesus, to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. So, please, if you can't give your time, you can't give your prayers, you can't give your monies, would you please share this link to today's program with a friend or even an enemy? Uh, post it on your social media. Text it to a friend right now. Even snail mail if you want. But share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Elder Aniel Barb, Stewardship Director for the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventist. You are with us today, and we are appreciative of your time. You have a busy schedule here at ASI, so thanks for stopping by for a few minutes. Christopher, this is my joy to be here. Just to correct you, I'm the Stewardship Associate Director. Okay, okay that's Thank better you. to say it this way. I'm very glad to participate to that and to share my story with you guys. Well, you and I met, uh, you were you were guesstimating a little over a decade ago, we met mm -hmm. in Madagascar, where you were leading the church there in that union, but that's not where your ministry began. Where did you grow up, and where did you begin your ministry? I will say my ministry began with God's calling. Amen. I was seven years old, mm -hmm. growing in the island of Mauritius, mm -hmm. in the southern part of the Indian Ocean. This is where I felt God's calling for ministry. Some few years before that, my dad joined the church. He was a former alcoholic, and then he accepted the gospel, and this changed the course of our family history. Amen. That was great, but my mother, she was hesitant and we were not going to church at first but then there was something happening in our house people will say that regularly the house where we were living was under attack mm. by some kind of evil spirit at night you will hear some people stepping on the roof but you can't see anything Mm. And very rapidly, my mother, she understood something. That each time she would pray with us, each time she would read the Bible, 
the stepping, the noises outside will stop. Mm. And as a young boy growing, five years old, six years old, I quickly pick it also that there was something there. When we pray, when we read the Bible, when we listen to Bible stories, all these things were gone. And when that you pray, was the demons were stopped in their tracks. Exactly. This is exactly what was happening. And from that, my mother said, oh, probably there is a power there where your dad is going to church. You can start going there. And when I started going there after two years, I said, hey, I want to share this good news also. I was impressed by my local church pastor, really impressed by my local church pastor, not only by what he was teaching or preaching, but with the connection he had with us. Mm -hmm. He was not only our pastor, but he was visiting us. He was part of our family. But I have to tell you something, Christopher. There was God's calling. I was sure about that. But I had a big challenge. I could not speak normally. I was stammering. Uh, uh, the words mm. could not come out. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make sense. How am I going to be a preacher? And I could not finish one single sentence. Mm. But my parents say, hey, if God is calling you, he will use your broken voice. And for many years, I have struggled with this challenge. But this became my life miracle. Mm. So, struggling, stammering as a youth, and here you are as a pastor making a career, if you will, of sharing the gospel, speaking. How did you get from point A to point B? It took many years for that to happen. I remember the first time my Sadaf school superintendent asked me to read the mission story. Mm -hmm. You know, in those days we were reading. Yep. After some few lines, he came behind me and said, Aniel, I understand you can sit down. Oh. That was how terrible oh. my situation was. And, but I kept, after my high school, I went to school, to seminary, to study to become a pastor. I remember my preaching class, that was horrible. But fortunately, the teacher said, okay, you can write the sermon, and with that, you will get the, the pass mark. Mm -hmm. and so then, this was around 18, 19, 20? Yes, it was around 1995 I okay. completed my school. And I, the conference, said, okay, we will hire you. We will see how it turned out. The first day I had to preach in front of a real congregation, I tell you, my heart was pounding with fear. What will happen on that day? I, I realized that if the words don't come out, it, it's done. I can still remember the sermon I preached on that day, Zacchaeus. I started with the first word, the first lines, the first paragraph, and the sermon was flowing out. Amen. Was flowing out, was flowing out. And after some time, I finished the sermon. That was the miracle of my life. And Amen. that was a confirmation to me that God was calling me to ministry, that he can use Amen. my broken voice, my broken voice to make a difference for his glory. 
O'Neill, I can remember my first um, sermon, and I was terribly nervous. And I wasn't dealing with a stammering mm-hmm. uh, issue. So I can only imagine how hard that was to get up there and just not even know if you were going to be able to perform for your king. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I use that term perform. I mean, to, yes, to be able sure, to, sure. to produce something uh, in his honor through the the gift of speaking and preaching. That was the beginning of my ministry. That mm-hmm. was my... But since we are speaking about my calling, I have to mention something else to okay. you. How God, when we accept the call how God provide for the call. Mm-hmm. After finishing high school, my plan was to go to Rwanda, to go and study theology in Rwanda. Okay. But as you can remember, 1991, we know what happened Bad in Rwanda. Yeah. I was accepted in the school in Mudende, but then they wrote to me and said, no, the school is closed now. I tried a school in India. Why these two schools? Because it was affordable Mm -hmm. for my parents to send me there. Mm -hmm. I was accepted in India, but then the embassy refused to grant me a student visa. I could not go there. It was in the month of August. I tell you, I was stressed already. All my friends were uh, registered in university, but I did not have... Where should I go? Where should I go? And then, and then, my conference president called me. He said, Aniel, can you please come? When I arrived at the conference, my president told me, I will introduce you to someone, a man called Regis. He was a stranger to me. Mm-hmm. And the man just said like that. He said, Aniel, I've heard you want to become a pastor. Is it true? I said, yes. And then he asked me, where would you like to go to study? I said, anywhere, but I don't have the resources. He said, you choose any school in the world and I will send you. Amen. And he was faithful to his word. After three weeks, I was in France to study theology. Wow. That was another confirmation. When we choose to respond to God's appeal, Let's not look at the challenges. Let's move forward, and he will move the way for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing the story and the testimony. We're going to come back in just a moment, but we have to take a break. About 60 seconds here. Just a reminder, missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more, and you can give there, too. So share the link to today's program or the entire show's uh, podcast platform with a friend by text or social media or even by email. Take a moment right now during the break and share it with someone. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. back to Mission Sunlight Chat. We are here in the ASI Exhibit Hall in Kansas City, Missouri for this year's 
uh, uh, exhibits uh, and conference and all around us people are walking by and just not right up our alley at the moment but um, there are folks visiting around at the different booths talking to one another about the ministry that God has put in their hands to do and these are mostly Seventh-day Adventist lay people talking and working and networking with one another but also many of our institutions uh, formal institutions of the Seventh-day Adventist Church not just lay people are here and one of them Aniel, yes, you are with the stewardship department at the General Conference. You're right. And um, when you and I first met, we met in Madagascar. Um, but then I think you went to work at the Southern Africa Indian Ocean Division for a period of time. Or did you go directly to the General Conference? When I left Madagascar, I went to SID, okay. Southern Africa Indian Ocean. And this is where I started full time in the stewardship ministries okay. it was in 2014 mm -hmm. that i started full-time in the stewardship ministries as you may know stewardship is about management but i like this definition where it says my all in response to god's all amen this is how i understand stewardship and i always connect stewardship with this promise of Jesus that is found in John chapter 10 verse 10 I have come that they may have life and have it to the full mm -hmm. if we want to enjoy this abundant life that God has designed for us let us acknowledge our status as stewards as mm -hmm. managers and God as the owner and provider and this and uh, I do believe that I'm not in fundraising I do believe that I mean, sharing life, sharing the abundant life that God has designed for people. Amen. So tell us more about the General Conference Stewardship Department. What do you do? Why do we need you? I mean, you've kind of given us a little bit of an insight into why we need you. But just tell us about the, the department. I mean, it just sounds like, okay, it's a bunch of guys making sure we pay our tithe. <laughs> Surely not. Surely not. Surely not. Uh, the focus is on God first. Okay. Let me share an illustration with you okay let's say both of us and those watching they can easily visualize that we are assembling a puzzle game together okay with many pieces and at some point both of us we are holding one piece of the puzzle and you want to place this piece at the bottom right and I want to place it at the bottom left if a wise man will step into the room this wise man will tell us, unless the, you place the piece where it is supposed to be, you will never complete the puzzle. Right. And this is exactly the message we are sharing in the stewardship ministries. Mm -hmm. Reminding, it's right. not a brand new message, right. but like the prophets of all, reminding people to put God where he is supposed to be, to put God first. This is the key message that we are sharing to the world. So really a lesson in corporate unity as well. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yes, you're right. You're right. What are some of the things that uh, stewardship does? What we do every week, we produce the offertory devotional reading. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure many of your viewers have also used the 
offertory devotional videos mm -hmm. that is shared in all the churches all over. We provide training also for pastors. We I just want to interject our church, our local church in Tennessee. Jordan and I attend the same same uh, church. Mm -hmm. We use those, I believe, almost every week. So, yes. yeah, we're familiar with those. Go ahead. You this is what we And we also help church pastors. We help church pastors to create the best conditions in their local churches for members to partner with God. Mm -hmm. Because we function from a very deep conviction that God has placed in the hands of his servants mm -hmm. the means wherewith to carry forward his work in Amen. home and foreign mission. Amen. This is the conviction that we have from the spirit of prophecy, that if God has placed the burden of mission on us, on your church, the same God has already provided the resources, but probably the resources is going somewhere else, but the resources are already available. And what we are saying, let us use all, all God's given resources to push mission forward and Amen. foster. Amen. So if somebody wants to learn more about stewardship in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, mm -hmm. what are some of the resources? How can they find out things? Oh, very good. You just have to go and visit our website, AdventistStewardship.org. Okay. You have all the resources, and the good news is, since some few years now, most of our resources, they are in four languages. You have them in English, in French, in Spanish, and Portuguese. We have our flagship magazine, which is called Dynamic Steward. This is a quarterly magazine, especially for church leaders, church pastors, where you can find resources there to equip and empower your local churches. Are there any other accesses to resources? I'm just curious if you have social media or app or- Yes, you know, we do that. have also our Facebook account, and we are also present on Instagram and other social media. Okay, yes, yes. so people can learn more and connect with you for just sure. on a lot of different platforms. For sure, yes. Uh, anything else you want to add for us about uh, the General Conference Stewardship Office or just stewardship in general? I will say something like that. Stewardship exists because of who God is. Amen. But stewardship is also about partnering in God's final mission. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe, I strongly believe that God's mission has entered in its final phase. Mm -hmm. Recently, let me share this with you. Recently, I had the opportunity of participating in Europe for Christ. I went to France, secular place, post-Christian culture, but I was impressed. I was impressed. This local church where I was, they prepared the campaign. They were praying, witnessing, and people turned in. Yeah. These secular people, I could see the spark in their eyes when they were receiving the gospel. At the end, God blessed the effort of this local church. Nine people were baptized Amen. in France in a local church of 100 members, and seven more are preparing. Wow, this, that this, was quite a shot in the arm for that small this church. This tell me yeah. that the harvest is ready. Yeah. And let us use God's river resources to harvest for him. Amen. This is the time for stewardship and evangelism to go together. It's time Amen. for us to go home. Amen. I'm, I'm ready there with you. 
Well, we certainly hope that our viewers and listeners are encouraged and blessed by listening to the program today. We have more to come, but we need to take another break. So remember, you can give at missionsunlight.org. You can share this program with anyone right now. Thanks for doing both or either. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. Our salvation is a day-to-day matter, isn't it? The real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Again, we are here at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. You can hear people. The hall is starting to to, to make a little more noise again from what it was doing earlier. It had a lull, but now I can hear more people talking and moving and mingling around. There's more sharing happening between ministries, and, and, and the lay people are talking about how God is working and moving in them. So as we've been enjoying our time together, we're also connecting with some of our Seventh-day Adventist Church leaders and learning how we can be hand-in-hand with them and learning how their ministry works uh, as an individual organization. And Anil Barb is the Associate Director of the General Conference Department of Stewardship, the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, Elder Barb, you've been working in stewardship, if I'm remembering right, about nine years. Nine years, you're right. What's been your greatest blessing working and serving in stewardship? My greatest blessing is when I see that a conference or a local church, they have received a vision from God. They have embraced this vision and they have the resources to fulfill this vision. This is something that really uh, blessed my heart. And when people are receiving the gospel, to see the spark in their eyes, this is unique to me. <laughs> and, but I realize that this is possible because men and women are partnering with Amen. God. That's why I like and enjoy what I'm doing, uh, to mobilize people to partner fully with God. We came into this world with nothing. We will leave with nothing. You're so right. we only have the time, talent, and treasure that we are going mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. here and now for God. Mm-hmm. It's all His. You're right. And so, yeah, what, a, what an important principle for us to understand good stewardship. Seek God first. Seek a kingly God first. Seek a righteous God first, Amen. and all these things will be added unto you. Before, we need that. Before we close, I just wonder if you'd like to talk to our listeners or look at our viewers here on the camera and just share with them an encouraging word of um, whatever encouragement you feel laid on your heart to share. Yes, what I was already sharing is from this verse of Matthew 6, verse 33. Jesus is addressing these words to an audience who was battling with fears, fears about needs, fears about personal worth, and also fears about the uncertainties of life. And Jesus is saying, 
the best antidote to all your fears, to all your fears, is to seek God first. Let us seek God first. A kingly God, which means allegiance and obedience to Him, and also a righteous God who empowers us to be faithful in all our ways. And this is how we'll be able to live the life that God has designed for us. This is my wish for you and for your family. Your challenge there makes me want to sing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I can't join you in singing, but this is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much. It's my joy, us. Christopher. It's, really it's my nice joy, and may God bless this ministry and also all the viewers. May we have a huge army preparing people for God's future coming. Amen. This is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. Aniel Barb from the General Conference Stewardship Department has been our guest. Would you close us in a word of prayer before we wrap up? Definitely. Lord Father, we bless your name because you have saved us you have empowered us and we are not empty-handed you have provided us with resources with means with talents for us to serve you and to serve others at this time O lord we pray for us who are here we pray for all our viewers so that your people may use what you have already provided for your mission to move forward and faster for your glory. Bless us, O Lord, and prepare us for your future coming. We are stepping into the Sabbath. Bless us as we enjoy your presence, as we enjoy your blessings in full measure. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, this is Network 7 Media Center's Mission Sunlight Chat. I'm Christopher Beeson, and today's engineer, our director of production, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our show with your friends via text, email, and on your social media platforms. We also thank you for your gifts and your prayers, but especially your prayers. That's all today from our mobile studio here at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.